Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie G and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, December not oh excuse me. Today is Monday, December twenty-third, twenty nineteen, and this is our seven AM Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are in the chapter into action. We're on page 77, starting with the second paragraph under no condition. We are reading that one paragraph only. Today's readers are, and thanks for your service, the 12 Steps of OA, Tamara C., the 12 Traditions, Marge E., and readers of the text are Renee A., Naomi B. The share ID for yesterday, Sunday, December 22nd, 2019, our special edition meeting is 13,861. That's 13861. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tamara C. to please read the 12 steps of OA. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, it's Tamara C., compulsive overeater in South Carolina. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service today. Have a great meeting. 
Thank you, Tamara C. Okay, I'm now going to ask Marge E. to please read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Marge. Good morning. This is Marge E. from Massachusetts, the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees, committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for your service, and I pass. Thank you, Marge. Okay, this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We are in the chapter Into Action. We are on page 77 with the second paragraph under no condition. We're gonna read that one paragraph only. I'm now gonna ask Renee A to get us started. Good morning, Renee. Hi, Katie. Good morning. This is Renee A., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Under no condition do we criticize such a person or argue. Simply, we tell him that we will never get over drinking until we have done our utmost to straighten out the past. We are there to sweep off our side of the street 
realizing that nothing worthwhile can be accomplished until we do so, never trying to tell him what he should do. His faults are not discussed. We stick to our own. If our manner is calm, frank, and open, we will be gratified with the result. So when I was looking at this paragraph, I don't know why, it just reminded me of, um, there's one of the Einstein quotes that I really, really like. It says, the consciousness that created the problem can't be the same consciousness that solves the problem. And for me, the paraphrase of that is, if I'm not open to new ideas and I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm going to keep on getting what I'm getting. And um, when I was reading that, I was just struck by the fact that, you know, before I got into program and even sometimes after and even sometimes now, um, you know, I'm the uh, the polar opposite of this paragraph. And um, so I was I was laughing as I was thinking about my attempts uh, pre-programmed to sweep off my side of the street. Basically what I wanted to do was sweep off my side of the street, take it over to your side of the street, and dump it all on your side. Um, you know, I had a PhD in blaming other people for my problems, and, um, you know, I definitely was not going to stick to my own faults because I didn't have any faults. Um, I definitely stuck to your faults, and, um, you know, I was anything but calm, frank, and open. And, um, you know, when I got in this program, what I heard above all else is, you know, Renee, you're going to have to start doing things differently. Uh, doing things the same way that I have always done things isn't going to work. And I had to be open, and I was desperate, so I had to be open to uh, some input on living a different way of life. And, um you know, this book tells me, and my experience tells me, that um, I'm not going to get over my food problem until I take responsibility for my stuff and make amends for it. And so these steps help me to, um, to figure out how to straighten out my past and keep my side of the street clean. And um, again, you know, I know that for me, I'm back in the food. If I'm not willing to do this and I'm not doing this, I'm not taking the action, I'm, I'm saving one of those amends that I just won't make, um, you know, I, I'm eventually going to be eating again and it will be a step up for me. So um, I'm, I'm just so, I'm so grateful for this program and so grateful for these simple directions that tell me um, how to get my side of the street clean and, and keep it clean. And with that, Katie, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Renee. And before I take names, I just want to remind everyone or let everyone know where we are. We are on page 77. We are on that second paragraph under no condition, sharing our experience with that one paragraph only. And just a reminder, there are only 14 slots per our recorded meeting. We ask that if you've taken one of those slots recently, you take a step back and allow others to share. Who would like to comment today? Press star one. Penny E from South Jersey. Gotcha, Penny. Leslie W. Leslie, got you, w. Got you down. Chuck K. Kelly. Chuck. And Kelly, what's the first initial of your last name? 
Kelly R. in Missouri. Kelly R. Vasa O. Vasa O. One more. Lane C. Lane C. All right, that's our first lineup, my friends. We've got Penny E, Leslie W, Chuck K, Kelly R, Vasa O, and Lane C. Good morning, Penny. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Penny E. from South Jersey, recovered through the grace of God. Very grateful. I love this last line, and I think it's so important that we do talk about it. If our manner is calm, frank, and open, we will be gratified with the result. So we can take it even further. If our manner is connected to God, if I'm grateful, if I'm honest, if I'm willing, if my, if my motive is sincere, to clean up the wreckage of my past has nothing to do with the other person. It says we will be gratified with the result. And I think that's important for me to remember that that doesn't mean that the person is going to put their arms around me and hug me and say, oh, I've been waiting for you to do this for years. Thank you so much. I love you too. And I'm saying, that's not really what that means. Gratified with the results means that we will be content with we did our work. The other person may not receive it well at all, you know, may refuse the um, the amends we're making. But as long as we go through this and do what we're supposed to do, we will have that sense of relief. We will be gratified with the result, knowing that we have cleaned up our part. I love you all. Have a beautiful holiday for those who partake, and uh, thanks for letting me share. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you, Penny E. Okay, next up we'll have Leslie W. followed by Chuck K. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, Katie. Thanks for your service. I'm Leslie W., recovered compulsive overeater in Tennessee. Um, under no condition do we criticize or argue. Whew. That that one's a tough one uh, for me, um, and not just for this particular part of the step process, but for everyday living. Um, I really uh, love uh, to critique um, my spouse, and um, he doesn't love it so much. Thankfully, um, he has good boundaries, and he'll promptly say, Leslie, do not take my spiritual temperature. Um, I, one of my defects is superiority. I expect perfection. If I expect perfection out of myself, then I'm going to expect it out of you too. Um, this, this process is teaching me to own up to my part, but it's also teaching me that I'm the only one. I, only I can be responsible for my behavior. My behavior is the only thing that I need to be concerned with. I need to keep my eyes on my own paper and not yours. And that is key here um, because you know, if we start down that road and the arguments begin, then we ruin our chances of being helpful at that point. And it's done. It's 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 called. So for for me, uh, every single day, you know, I I got I I really I really got to look at this. Um, am I am I focusing on my own faults? Um, am I sticking to my own part? Um, and am I am I criticizing not? Am I am I am I keeping my side of the street clean? Um, and it doesn't matter what they do or say. It doesn't matter. It's it's disregarded completely um, because I 
only I have to, to I have to live with myself. I'm not living with their behavior. I'm living with mine. Um, and so uh, with that, um, I think I'm going to pass. Thanks, Katie. Thank you, Leslie W. All right, next up we'll have Chuck K, followed by Kelly R. Good morning, Chuck. Good morning, Katie. Chuck K from Georgia. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Well, guys, my in-laws came to the house yesterday, and what do you know? The old Chuck started coming back. And what I realized was I talked to a recovered member this morning, and I remembered how important it is for me to stay in my own backyard. And that's a general reminder that I received this morning with today's reading about keeping my nose out of other people's business where it doesn't belong. And one of the questions I had to ask myself is the person that I spoke with since that I may have let up on the gas. And my first response is, no, I haven't done that. But when I take a moment to be honest with myself, I realize, well, that's exactly what I've done. But since I'm a compulsive overeater and I have the allergy and I have the obsession, I don't see it. I'm blind to it. And I have to be reminded. And then as we went through the Step 10 process, I can see how ridiculous those actions that I took or those thoughts that I had in my mind, how those were just ridiculous Shameful thoughts, really, that I should, shouldn't have about somebody else, no matter what they've done. So I'm glad for the general reminder in today's reading that I've got to keep the gas on at all times and that I have to make sure that in all areas of my life, I stick to my own business and I don't have the right to play God and judge other people. And so I'm very thankful for those two reminders today. And so I think I'll pass with that. I hope everybody has a good day. Thank you. Thank you, Chuck K. All right, next up we'll have Kelly R. followed by Vasa O. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for hearing me. And uh, when you ask for people to share who haven't shared in a while, and if they have shared to perhaps step back, and then I didn't hear a lot of voices chime in, I went, wow, I can share. So I, un I unmuted, and then I went, oh, what am I going to say? <laughs> so I have no idea what I'm going to say, but I just encourage folks to be heard periodically because I think it strengthens my recovery and it strengthens my step work and the fact that I'm not lurking behind the scenes here, just partially listening, but I'm participating, I'm learning, and I'm one of many. And um, I, the, the reading today reminded me of a couple situations. One where a dear friend of mine who I went through the steps with for the first time in a very small group, when she went to her ex-husband to make amends, he jumped on the bandwagon with her. And started saying, yeah, and you did this, and you did that. And this was a man in recovery, quote, unquote, okay. And um, that was her amends to him. She cleaned up her side of the street. And unfortunately, he never saw his side. Um, but i um, really proud of her for doing it. And um, I'm sure if she had it to do again, she would have put a quick stop to that. 
behavior and walked away if she needed to because the amend making process is not a, a let me make myself a punching bag and I made an amend to my mother-in-law a long time ago and she didn't accept it she continued to uh resent me and um and she would find new things to add on to her list oh she won't eat my food well I, she wasn't a safe person for me to explain that I was weighing and measuring at the time and that I only ate certain foods at certain times of the day and that I didn't eat any non-weight and measured food and that I, I committed any changes to my sponsor or s- someone else in the program. So uh, she wasn't safe to share that with. So I had to choose to a- allow her to uh, assassinate my character in front of the whole house full of people. She had prepared them all, so they were all watching me and seeing what I did and making comments about my food and um and, you know, by the end of the day, a couple of the ladies were eating vegetables with me and talking about how they were going to skip dessert because because I skipped dessert. And <laughs> it was just so cute. The last time we went, I uh, to wrap it up, I brought a veggie tray. And she still raves about that veggie tray to this day and how much she enjoyed it. And um, it's just hilarious. So... I, I, others' responses are Time, not my please. responsibility. And I... Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. All right, next up we'll have Vasa O, followed by Lane C. Good morning, Vasa. Vasa? Sorry. Thank you, Katie. There you are. Good morning. Good Go morning. Ahead. Thank you for your service, Katie. And I'm Vasa, grateful, recover, compulsive overeater, call from Port Chalice, Florida good to be at this meeting. I love this meeting. But anyways, uh, if I didn't want to go back to the food, I needed to go any length. And that's what I have done, trying to work the 12 steps over the years, the way they're laid out. And I don't do them perfectly. The only thing perfect thing I do, I don't go back into the food. I just work the steps to the best of my ability. And I've had pretty, really good experience uh, you know, with people going, or myself making amends, or going to people ask them for their forgiveness, and over the years. But the only problem I've been really struggling with is our daughter, and she's gone through a difficult time with her divorce. And uh, I just started sharing myself uh, when I was at her age, what I was doing, and. Um, so, but anyways, uh, she did give me a list of all the things that she, she didn't like that I had done over the years. In 50 years, there was no complaint or anything before that. And I read the list, and, and, and I, yes, I did some of those things. And I made amends to her, and then I made amends again again. And then, again, she's in early recovery. She's not doing what I'm doing. I don't know what she's doing because we're not even talking right now. And, uh, and uh, so, but it feels good for me that what I did, I did. And, uh, and she says, well, I am the way I am because of you now. So uh, I just, now she's going to work through her issues like I have over the, over the years. But I go to any length. I'll go to any length. I don't want to ever, ever go back to the food. Whether she accepts my apology or not, I need to keep going. And with my program and my recovery, 
I don't want to ever go back to that pain that I was many years ago, which I didn't know was food was an addiction. So I don't want to go back to the food emotionally, spiritually. I'm going gradually, and my life is never has been so much better and more peaceful and just a life I never thought I would ever imagine. So I'm sure my time is coming up, and thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa. Oh, all right, next up we'll have Lane C, and then we'll take a new lineup. Good morning, Lane. Good morning, Katie. Uh, thank you so much for your service. This is uh, Lane C, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Rochester, New York. Um, I love, I, I enjoy um, these instructions uh, mostly because I think I can enjoy them now, but when I first was taking a look at um, my eighth step, preparing for my ninth step, this this was a wild instruction to me. Um, when I was going through my fifth step with my sponsor, I just had so much to say about um, how all these people that I had held resentments with had wronged me, um, how all these people had done all these all these awful things, um, and so this is a really you know important instruction to you know for me in preparing to go and to make amends with people. Um, and my my first sponsor was a really great and very sort of forceful voice to really encourage me to take a look at what is my own um, behavior, what is my own part. Um, so, you know, so I see this paragraph as, as sort of a step eight, uh, getting into step nine um, paragraph. Um, and, you know, uh, we are there to sweep off our side of the street, realizing that nothing worthwhile can be accomplished until we do so, never trying to tell him what he should do. Um, for me, there was, there certainly have, were amends that felt uh, very smooth that felt like my side of the street was so clear and um, and then I was able to own that really honestly and really genuinely uh, and then there were other amends that I really had to spend some time getting spiritually uh, ready for um, to, to, to not go into it trying to expect that this other person was going to forgive me or um, be okay with what I was going to say, or, you know, I, I didn't want to use this as another opportunity to manipulate my way into uh, people pleasing and to manipulate my way into people uh, forgiving me and liking me and helping me to believe that everything was going to be okay. Um, so, so, you know, I, I just, I also see in this, in this paragraph, something about not hanging on to expectations while we're making these amends, like let go of, of the expectations that, that things are going to be all right at the end. Um, it, it, for me, it usually comes from this fear of, um, of wanting people to, you know, to like me and then I will be happy. Wanting people to do X, Y, or Z and then I will be happy. Um, this is really the encouragement to, uh, to let go of what our expectations are of others when we go and make amends with them. You know, we don't discuss their faults. We stick to our own. And I feel like that's such an important, it was a really important spiritual discipline for me and one that has to be repeated over and over and over again um, in the 10th step. And, um, and I appreciate also in here that if our encouragement or if our manner is calm, frank, and open, we will be gratified with the result. Um, and I think, you know, for me, there have been, there have been amends that I have made where, you know, where things didn't tie up in a neat and, and pretty bow. Oh, and when I called other fellows, um, they just asked me if I could live with it, and I could. So uh, thank you so much. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Lane. <clears throat> okay, before I take my next lineup, 
or our next lineup, I should say. We are in the chapter Into Action. We're on page 77 with that second paragraph under no condition. We have six minus 14 slots left. If you haven't shared recently, please go ahead and give me your name. Press star one to be heard. Lisa B. Got you, Lisa. Lauren A. Got you, Lauren A. Who else? Paula H. Uh, okay, so I've got Paula, but there was someone before Paula, and I'm not hearing you. Margo P. Okay, Margo, if you're on speakerphone, if you would, um, wouldn't mind taking yourself off speakerphone, it's hard to hear. So I've got Lisa B., Lauren A., Margo P., Paula H. Who else? Leslie K. Okay, excuse me. So Leslie K., and that was actually Carla H., my ears are broken. Thank you for my other ears. Leslie K. and one more. Stacy K. Stacy K. All right, what a great lineup. So we have Lisa B., Lauren A., Margot P., Carla H., Leslie F., no, Leslie K., excuse me, and Stacy K. All right, Lisa B., good morning. Good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for your service. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and this has been such a powerful meeting. I need to hear all the shares, and I love the reminder that the purpose that I'm doing this work is because I'm bringing myself into harmony with my higher power. It's my step one understanding that is driving me into this work with that clarity and that focus. It's not about what the other person says or doesn't say. I have to put the whole process into my higher power's hands. And if this person does, quote, unquote, unload on me, there might be some gems that I need to hear. There might be something there that I need to hear. Um, you know, the big book tells me somewhere, I can't remember the page, but, you know, we, we, we see that perhaps they're sick. Maybe also their response is because of the way I have been with them, you know, and it doesn't mean I need to be abused, abused, but I was so grateful for the, the armed facts, you know, that I had been given by my fellows that had gone before me, which is my focus is my higher power. It's not for this person to like me or get me. You know, wanting people to get me is what really kept me very sick for many, many years. I'm surrounded by people on this phone line, my sponsor and sponsees and fellows that get me. Sometimes my husband doesn't even get me. I know who I am, and my fellows get who I am. My higher power gets who I am. So that focus that I'm bringing myself into harmony with my higher power, that that's where the freedom is, and that's all else, that, that's what matters. You know, that's where my life and harmony is going to stem from, that relationship of being righted with my higher power. Life will come from that. My relationships with the world around me will come from that. But it may not be on my terms. It may not be on my understanding. And I had to let go of all expectations of what this is going to look like, of someone patting me on the back and saying, oh, I understand now. I get it. I would have responded that way too. I have had people say, no, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to hear from you. But I tried. When I did make amends to my husband, he did go on for 45 minutes of sharing what else he needed to share. And I needed to hear all of it. It's all in God's grace, but my focus is my higher power. 
I had to let go of wanting that recognition and acknowledgement. And it's remembering my step one experience that tells me that this is why I'm doing it. My hope and sanity and recovery lies in my higher power. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa B. All right, next up, we'll have Lauren A. Followed by Margot P. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning. This is Lauren A. in Minnesota, Recovered. Um, I'm really enjoying this, this this paragraph. Don't you know that I need to do some nine-step work right now? My husband and I are up at our cabin, and I've been doing some reading and writing, and uh, so this text is right where I need to be. And I did have somebody unload on me last year, and I um, I just took it and, and apologized for, for what she thought was my part, and, and it's still stuck in my head, so I need to do more work um, with her. <clears throat> and it's hard. I'm afraid. Uh, but but I'm just going to uh, keep working and I'm going to talk to her in the next couple of days and I'm going to ask God to be with me. And I've gotten so much support from this meeting. I've learned so much. And I like that somebody else emphasized that last sentence. If our manner is calm, frank, and open, we will be gratified with the results. And I know that that's exactly what I need to do. I need to stay away from hysteria. <laughs> um and I, I had a really good experience with the ninth step with my sister, and um, our our relationship has been repaired. And and I and I told my husband I fixed that, and he said God fixed it because <laughs> he's in a in a twelve step program too, and he knew better. Um, so I'm just really grateful for this process, and I know that it works. And I've been full of fear about it, as I mentioned, and I'm having back and neck issues right now, and I know it's related that I'm under tension and that I just need to give this all to God. I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren A. All right, next up we'll have Margot P., followed by Carla H. Good morning, Margot. Thank you. My name is Margot P. I haven't shared for a while, and I know I need to, I like when I hear people say I need to give my program, giving the strength in hearing more in recovery, and that's what I'm all about, you know. And so I spend some time talking to my sponsor, and I cannot do it alone. I have to do it with everybody in this program and a sponsor. That's why when I have a sponsor, I share what I need to share when it comes to sharing about the amends that I need to make and the amends that I have to, how I'm going to say it in a calm <laughs> and not go in, uh, not to go angry, and I need to prepare myself when I'm going to do this this step. So I'm grateful that um hearing this, and I'm asking one day at a time, and I'm grateful for it. I am so happy that this program lets me see with the big book and, and with the sponsee, because it's not going back and listening and then guiding the sponsee when it comes to the program of recovery, the phenomenal disease, and, and the allergy of the mind and the body. It's like, okay. I'm, I'm I'm still sick puppy, and I am grateful, you know, because I first I hated this disease, and now I am grateful that I have this disease that I have to deal with it. I have to deal with the issues about my resentment, my 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 deep resentment, where my sponsor guides me through that. Because when I'm doing a deep resentment, she takes me in a way that, you know, <clears throat> we're gonna go more deeper, and we're gonna go more deeper like this. You don't wind up eating. You don't go back to eating. And so I am uh, in a journey, and I am a recovering compulsive overeater, 
and um, being peaceful and, and, and listening to the big book and everyone. So thank you. And thank you for allowing me to share because I don't hardly share, but I need to share them so I, I can get more stronger. Thank you, everybody. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. Thank you, Margot P. Okay, next up we'll have Carla H. Followed by Leslie K. Good morning, Carla. Good morning. Um, this is Carla H. And when this was being read and um, even what everyone's speaking on, um, it just felt like every organ in my body woke up. I was like, oh, so I am a recovering addict going through the big book, um, still struggling. Um, haven't done the steps yet, but getting close to there and I'm just grateful to be able to hear, you know, everybody's um, um, stories um, and just being able to really listen and know what I must do or what's going to come ahead, um, but still taking that one day at a time and and just listening to everyone and and just feeling like, you know, the fear that's coming through my body. Um, Not for sure who I need to make those amends to, maybe probably family, I'm for sure, but just the fear around it. but also at the same time, it's just helping me to be able to have that listening ear just to hear everyone speak and I'm like, oh, okay, and just having that peace to knowing that um, I can begin to, you know, work on myself um, before I take the steps by, by you know, just being more kind or being more gentle, being more peaceful. And, and I would definitely say that coming on the lines is really helping me to, you know, have, have a more common life and have a more, you know, common um, response and being more gentle, being more kinder with myself and others, and that um, it is still helping me to not um, linger into it or learning how to talk to people and learning how to how to approach people and just getting on the line, talking to people with outreach calls, learning how to do a 10th step and just you know just you know just listening to other people looking looking at it in a different point of view so i'm still grateful um recovering um um of composers overeat emotional but i just i still just thank god for just being able to listen to know what i need to do which is the next right thing thank you so much thanks carla h okay next up we'll have leslie k followed by stacy k good morning leslie Leslie K, star one, to unmute your phone. I wonder if my ears were broken. Is there a Leslie K? All right, not the first time. Okay, I think we're going to move forward with Stacy K, and maybe the other K will appear. So good morning, Stacy. Good morning, KDG. This is Stacy K, a compulsive overeater from Colorado. Oh, good to be here this morning. Hi, yeah, we stick. Oh, can you hear me? I I hear Leslie, you. Leslie, I can. You, you know what? Um, nope. You know what? Uh, if you don't mind, Stacy, since you've gotten started, Leslie, if you wouldn't mind uh, having Stacy finish up, and then we'll have you follow right up. Is that okay, ladies? So Stacy and then Leslie. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right, Leslie, go ahead. I mean, excuse me, I did it wrong. Stacy, <laughs> go ahead, and then we'll have Leslie. Monday Got morning, it. go ahead, Stacy. Yeah, thank God for Mondays. Um, yeah, so we stick to our own. 
So not only do I not bring up any of their part or their character defects, but I don't bring up anybody else's either. Like I'm not going to, like if I'm making amends to my sister, I'm not going to talk about my mom and how she raised us. And, you know, that that's, that's why, you know, that's why I have this behavior because of my mom, you know, or, or even, you know, blaming my compulsive overeating disease, you know? I mean, not that that conversation might, like, like something might come up about that, but not during the amends. My amends have got to be really simple and to the point. It kind of brings me back to when I did my fourth step, you know, I'm not going to be, I'm not in the story, you know, it's really simple and fact. So the simpler I can keep these amends, the better. So I keep to my side of the street, Nobody else's, not even, you know, not just the person that I'm talking to, but anybody else's or blaming my disease or, or whatever, you know, like, yeah, I'm affected by all these things, but I have to take responsibility for my behavior. That's what I'm doing here. I'm saying, yeah, I am selfish, <laughs> dishonest, you know, full of fear, self-centered, whatever, like, and that, that's what I'm you know, and I want to be specific about it. it. You know, the simpler I can keep that, the better chance I have of not justifying my behavior, of not crossing that line, because those that's just not good amends if I'm if I'm doing that, if I'm justifying my behavior or crossing the line and talking about you know somebody else's behavior. So that's all I got, Katie. Thanks. Thank you, Stacey Kay. Okay, Leslie Kay, my ears did hear you. Would you please press star one? Hi, it's Leslie Kay, and um, I'm a member of OA, and I'm having difficulty maintaining my abstinence, and I happened being contributing to these phone in meetings as often as I should do or um, taking time to talk so I just wanted to say hello and um, I need to be on this program and um, my mind will tell me I don't and um, I'm fearful that you know if I don't keep at it I'm going to lap into all behaviors because Although I have been breaking my abstinence now and then, my behavior has changed and my life has changed as a result of working this. I think really what I need to do is get a deeper commitment to uh, following this program and um, become more teachable again for the new year. And um, I'm finding Christmas difficult, but I haven't had sugar. So... um, so I am trying, and uh, I know how the program works because I'm a recovered AA, so I know the uh, program. I'm finding the food really far more difficult, I think, than I ever did the alcohol. Uh, I guess it's easy to say that 10 years down the road from having a drink. Um, but I can't just not eat. You know, I can stay away from the pub, I can stay away from alcohol, full stop, but I cannot just abstain from food. So this is a different uh, type of monster. And um, 
Yeah, so I just wanted to be heard and be a part of today, and thank you all. Thanks, Leslie. Okay, before I take my next lineup, I just want to remind everybody what we're sharing on today. We are on page 77 of the big book. We are on the second paragraph, starting with under no condition. We read that one paragraph only, and we're sharing our experience with that one paragraph. So if you haven't shared recently, I'd love to take your name. Esther F. Janet E. I got Esther F. and Janet E. Anita L. Anita L. Debbie K. All right, you know what I just realized? I'm sorry, my friends. My brain is super slow, so I think we're going to stick with those four because it is 7.44, and I'm not sure if we'll even have time for all of you. So right now, I have Esther F., Janet E., Anita, and I'm not sure of your last name. It might be L or K, and then Debbie K. And if everyone else uh, would mute your phones, no speaker phones, we'll get started with Esther. Thanks for your patience. Go ahead, Esther. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, everyone. This is Esther F., a, a recover compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. And I just wanted to talk about um, an amends that did not go very well for me. Uh, I actually made my amends to my sister-in-law, and she um, actually took it upon herself to ram everything about me and my children down my throat, and I basically let her do it. I, I let her do it, and it was difficult for me to sit there and allow her to say not so much about myself, but about my children, and um but when we when we did get off the phone, I uh, took a deep breath because you know I was pretty shaken up by it all. But what I this was about a year and a half ago, and what I try to do now is practice the living amends. It's you know if I if I take that moment and make that amends to somebody, it doesn't mean anything if I don't go ahead and follow through on it. But I decided that with you know the way things were, it was still my side of the street, and I needed to do my part by, um, you know, doing the living amends. And so I treat her when I see her with respect and dignity, and I don't bring up anything that happened in the past. And, um, you know, it's, I'm not going to say it's better, but at least I know that I can live with myself and I can look her straight in the eye, and I did, did clean up my side of the street. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Esther F. Okay, next up we'll have Janet E. followed by Anita, and I'll get the first initial of your last name. Good morning, Janet. Good morning. Thanks so much, and um, grateful to be recovered today in Ecuador, and so happy for these just such clear instructions how to live my life now. I just, I was just, you know, moving from one shiny object to another <laughs> before, before program, and I'm given so many clear instructions now, and. I, like many people, have family visiting right now, and, you know, my task is to show up and demonstrate amended behavior with them. I've made amends to my mom and my sister, and now I've got to continue to demonstrate that. Um, and I'll tell you what, I've never been more grateful for my 10-step train partners, um, where every day I get to speak to a 10-step partner and keep my side of the street clean in terms of a buildup of emotion that's uh, for, it's definitely been happening. And I'm just so grateful that there isn't anything in my life 
that there there aren't instructions for in this book. And so it's always about my behavior. It does not matter what they've done, what they say, what they do, what they don't do enough of or what they do too much of. None of that matters. It's all what am I, what is my reaction? What do you, what am, how am I being affected? And I've got to continue to be willing to to do that work every single day if I want to stay undisturbed and have a contented um, sobriety and be useful to others. So really grateful for this. And uh, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Janity. Okay, Anita, I just need the first initial of your last name and would love to hear you share. Go ahead. Yes, thanks, Katie. This is Anita L. from outside of Philadelphia. Um, I wanted to share because during the second grouping of people sharing, all of a sudden I got this flash um, of how I need to make an amend. So, you know, listening to these meetings is so helpful. Uh, I didn't think I would need to make an amend for this situation, and I saw my part. And self-righteousness has come up a couple times um, this past year, actually. And so that's a character defect that I need to put out to my higher power and be released from. So uh, I will get guidance from my sponsor. But this is how this program works, and it's so wonderful. And the main thing I wanted to say uh, related to the reading is that I don't go on spiritual matters alone. And, um, you know, I, first of all, was told when I did my amend six years ago for the first time using the big book, going through the steps, that I needed to write down what I was going to say on a three-by-five card and stick to that. And to let the person know that I was wrong and going forward from this point on that I won't engage in that behavior and that I will become a better person because I won't act that way again. And um, a very important piece is that I need to be in fit spiritual condition before making the amend because I don't know how it's going to turn out. And I've had a couple experiences that were not very positive. Uh, so if I'm not in fit spiritual condition, I could return right back to the food. So luckily, after I made the amend, it was not received well uh, by the other person. Um, I was able to, you know, make a phone call and get myself right again. And then like what the 10th step says, call somebody else to help them. So my main point is I need to be in fit spiritual condition before going ahead with spiritual matters. And thank you so much. Have a beautiful holiday season to everyone. And I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Anita L. Okay, next up we'll have Debbie K. Good morning, Debbie. Debbie? Good morning. Good morning. My there name you is are. Debbie Good K. morning. Hi, I'm from Pennsylvania, so I'm a little bit shaking. My hands are shaking on this side of the phone because I've never shared before. I am recovered 
And um, what struck me as I was listening to everybody share, and thank you for all the shares on the line, is this saying that I've often heard in the rooms, which is the longest 18 inches are the ones from my head to my heart. And this brings me to the amends where for me, I must open my heart to another person's pain, no matter how painful it is for me to hear how much I hurt them. I must be open to their pain and listen and find compassion and find love. Even if my ego wants to defend myself and my girlfriend has a good solution for the ego, she calls it duct tape. She just puts duct tape over her mouth. I'm there to listen. And that's all I really want to share. Thank you so much. Thank you, Debbie Kay. Does someone want to take one minute and and share this morning? Don't want to cut us short. Swami Tana. Hi, you go ahead. Um, Toby, I heard someone before you. It's um, I heard Hannah, but I didn't hear your first name, so go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Shlomit Kana B, like boys. So, um, so glad to be on this meeting, and thank you, everybody, uh, for your service. And um, I have a little bit of a different take on this. Um, you know, I think that we have to be very careful <laughs> When um, we make our amends, if people don't receive them well, um, certainly never, ever criticize anybody. But as addicts, many of us also are conditioned and used to being abused. And um, I think that there's a fine line between listening to what people have to say legitimately and taking verbal abuse. Um, I don't think that we, I don't think that it's healthy for us to take verbal abuse from another person. Um, There are very nice ways to cut off the conversation, you know, making excuse, oh, I'm sorry, I have to go, oh, the school is calling, whatever. Um, I don't think the Bill Wilson actually meant for people to be verbally abused and lashed out at um, because that itself can be very triggering and can trigger our disease um, and cause us to eat. Um, So, again, I I would just caution that, you know, sometimes we do need to listen legitimately to pain that we've caused and to let people have their say. But if it gets to a point where they're just lashing out at us and abusing us, then um, I don't think it's healthy and I think the conversation needs to end because, um, yes, we're meant to be amends. We are meant Time to make please. amends, so we're not meant to be abused. Thank you. Thank you, Shlomi Khanna. Thank you for everyone who 
made this wonderful meeting possible today. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Monday, December 23rd, 2019, is 13,862. That's 13862. We are now going to close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And will Naomi B. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thanks, Katie. I'm here. Can you hear me okay? Loud and clear. Thank you. Hi, family. Good morning. It's Naomi B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggested only. We realize now only, I'm sorry. Okay, we realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose, disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.